This is the ProAV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on market scale. Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Per usual, I want to point you in a few directions to get more content. Make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to our different umbrella shows, uh, Market Scale Technology, Market Scale Radio, and Market Scale Manufacturing. Make sure you're also heading to our website, marketscale.com slash industries, for a variety of different podcast episodes, as well as articles, blogs, and video content, not just from our technology verticals, but from 15 plus B2B industry verticals. On today's episode of the podcast, we're speaking with two Panasonic business professionals as they launch a new portfolio of projectors, displays, and video equipment technologies aimed at creating immersive experiences across industries. The technologies are officially announced at Infocom Connected, and these products reflect some broader changes in the AV technology space. I wanted to take this opportunity to connect the dots between new B2B AV products and some of the market forces that are influencing them and guiding them to market. So I'm pleased to welcome our two guests, Steve Milley, National Sales Manager, and Rudy Vitti, Group Manager for Product Marketing, both at Panasonic USA. Steve, Rudy, great to have you both on. How are y'all doing today? Good. Thanks for having us, Daniel. Appreciate it. Great, great to be here. Thank you. How have you both been holding up during the pandemic? It's definitely been a crazy time and got to check in on everybody. I'm doing wonderful. I'm sort of, uh, you know, like everybody, you're out exercising, having a wonderful time, enjoying the fresh air. And then, of course, I break my collarbone, but uh, I won't oh. belabor that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's some unluckiness there. Yeah. But I don't have COVID, so I'm uh, I'm in a good way. <laughs> that's good. Right, right. Finding the, the glass half full of every situation. Exactly. I love it. Rudy, how about you? I'm oh, doing well. Uh, obviously, uh, it's uh, nice to have all the tools we can connect to, you know, remotely and do our jobs remotely. Uh, um, you know, I've had a little bit of bad luck as well uh, being outside. I just contracted a bad case of poison ivy. So it's like the world is telling you, look, if you're not going to get COVID, I, I got to put you through something <laughs> so, instead. That's right. Something. <laughs> well, Folks, I'm glad that you're staying overall safe and, uh, you know, not getting the virus, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm also looking forward to just getting your thoughts on this subject uh, because the pandemic does intersect a lot with, I think, how these products are going to be brought to market uh, and potentially some of the long-term effects of how they're used. So I want to start by just getting an overview of the technologies we're talking about today. Uh, so Let's start there. Could you give us a breakdown of new display and video equipment that is showcased at Infocom Connected and give us some context on, uh, you know, if, if there are more than three main pieces of technology, uh, lean into to the main three, if you don't mind, to keep the conversation focused. But give us a broad overview first and we'll refine from there. I'll start with our, you know, one thing about Panasonic, and this is a great conversation, um, is that, you know, we're able to provide a complete uh, what we call glass to glass solution. You know, uh, we've got the products to help capture, uh, process and then display content 
uh, you know, whether it's in the same venue or remotely. And, uh, you know, Panasonic is one of the few companies that has the ability to do that. Uh, I'm going to speak to the display side and I'll let uh, Steve talk to the, uh, the, the, acquire, the acquisition side and the processing side. Um, obviously, in the situation that we're in, um, you know, our, our displays and our display technology are having to become more flexible and supporting more applications, remote applications, more connectivity. Um, and we are introducing new series that, that help do this. Uh, we have a couple of new series of displays coming out, our SQE series. Um, uh, a couple of things unique about them is we've expanded the connectivity, uh, not only uh, if we expanded the traditional inputs like HDMI, but you'll also be able to connect uh, USB-C as an input. So a lot of the newer devices that com are coming out, mobile devices, uh, tablets, uh, support that, even laptops. Uh, so we'll be able to connect to those easy, easy as well. Um, but the uh, the other technology that we're implementing in our displays uh, is, is a, a technology called SDM. It's a it's a, a smart display module is what it stands for, and it was developed by Intel. And what this allows us to do is to plug modules into the display to enhance their capabilities. So some of the things like uh, video conferencing software or digital signage software uh, can reside directly in the display, not being compromised by processing power. Uh, they can fit on a full-blown PC that resides in the display. So all the functionality that's needed, whether it's in the room, uh, getting outside the room, or simply just displaying instructions, uh, can all be accomplished using these new, uh, you know, these new uh, this new flexibility uh, from these displays. Uh, we'll also be introducing displays that are not only. Uh, you know, it, it include those technologies, but also uh, increased brightness. You know, uh, there's going to be places where we need to have instruction given, uh, it, especially like in places like when retail, when that starts to come back on board for certain parts of the country. Uh, we need dis we need information that's displayed clearly, regardless of the ambient lighting conditions. So we'll be introducing our SQ1H series, which will be, uh, you know, very high brightness, be able to, to uh, display uh, images in even some of the most uh, harsh ambient light environments. Uh, Steve, you want to talk about some of the acquisition and processing? Yeah, thanks, Rudy. Um, and, you know, I, Rudy uh, hit the nail on the head by the, in the beginning of, you know, when Panasonic uh, as, a, as a vendor, we are very much to look at things as a, from an ecosystem workflow, holistic approach from acquisition through distribution. And so, you know, we're very fortunate in that we manufacture a lot of uh, tools that uh, fit well from a whole workflow standpoint. And one of the things that uh, are key in, in the acquisition through delivery is the head end. And, and traditionally on the head end, Panasonic is, a, you know, we've made switchers of different varying sizes, but um, now we've introduced something that we, we certainly consider and based on the feedback we're getting is a game changing technology. Uh, we introduced an IPIT uh, platform called Kairos, spelled K-A-I-R-O-S. And effectively what it is, it's an IPIT uh, resolution and format independent platform that's software and process, uh, processing based, GPU based, that can be freely allocated by any operator. And so what, what it can do effectively is a number of things. And first, it's important to know it's based on the SMPTE 2110 uh, platform uh, that is very much an industry standard in the broadcast and to the degree the AV industry. Um, but this is a software, again, software GPU-based system that takes in any resolution, any format, and you can manage that content in a switching manner. I mean, it'll work as a traditional switcher. It could work as a multi-screen delivery format. Uh, it could have a multi-viewer output, 
but then you can layer upon layer of it. So if you think of a traditional switcher, uh, which is very much hardware based, you talk in terms of like 2ME, 3, 4ME and such. And with the Kairos, we're not having those dialogues. The dialogues are about how many MEs? Limitless. How many keys? Limitless. Um, and again, it's all IP and IP based. And so, you know, Daniel and you at the top of the call, what does the remote world look like? This is a key part of that. So of those technologies, uh, the displays sound like they're going to be uh, most useful for uh, the evolution of digital out-of-home advertising and brand engagement, content engagement. The switcher technology sounds like it's going to be useful really cross-industry as more industries uh, realize the value of remote web conferencing, live broadcasting, and the power of video, especially because we literally can't be around each other during a pandemic, uh, but now investing in these infrastructures that will hopefully uh, last for a while and play into their broader content engagement strategies. Is that where you're seeing these technologies uh, most likely manifesting to the greatest degree? Give me your thoughts on that. Well, yeah, and I'll let Rudy speak to the displace aspect, but certainly uh, when we talk about KROS and some other tools that I'll mention in a second, um, to your point, Daniel, the markets are very broad and varied. I mean, you could have traditional broadcast or broadcast that has Remy applications, but it could be enterprise level um, say, uh, corporate accounts that are uh, at multi-facilities, but it could be a closed environment as well, say a school or a church that just has an IP infrastructure. Uh, but the markets are broad uh, depending on how they utilize the content. And, and you can, as I mentioned, this is a 2110, the guts of it, but there is a big part of the market that is going NDI. So we could stay in the NDI world or we could stay in the baseband video SDI world. And, and, and you and many of your listeners may know that Panasonic is the leader in the, in the robotic camera world. And, and we're also introducing a new robotic camera called the UE100, which is effectively a 4K uh, 60 PTZ that is uh, NDI um, standard. So it's not NDI HX, it is full NDI. So when we talk about workflows, whether install base, remote, uh, closed environment or, or remote environment, whether you're, you know, 2110 whole infrastructure or utilizing NDI, these tools are going to be used across, um, just like that PTZ and the KROS. So I'm um, sorry, Rudy, you, you may want to speak to Daniel's question on the uh, uh, display aspect. Yeah, and agreed for displays. It's also a very broad stroke uh, that we're hitting as well. You mentioned out of home. Of obviously, that's uh, very big and very important. Um, but, you know, I also want to... Uh, make sure that uh, we, we touch upon the the collaboration expert uh, uh, the collaboration uh, the uh, point of view from from that from that standpoint um, uh, you know now more than ever especially for example like in education uh, schools closed universities uh, finding ways to, to reach their students um, in as opposed to a traditional classroom setting um, our technologies our display technologies along with our our PTZ cameras that uh, that uh, Steve just mentioned uh, provide an easy way for professors to connect to their students uh, you know we're all used to uh, sitting in front of a laptop and conducting remote uh, 
uh, engagement that way. Uh, but with a simple just one of our displays with uh, one of the uh, PTZ cameras that Steve spoke about, um, it's very easy to make a, a higher end uh, remote uh, kind of virtual classroom, I guess you'd call it. Um, and again, our displays, the key point of them is to be able to be flexible enough to fit in that environment, not only support the display, but also support the uh, additional uh, components that allow it to access remote, whether it's Zoom or Microsoft Teams, uh, you can have that running on the display itself. And of course, with the added flexibility of the inputs that I spoke about earlier, uh, you can connect just about any device. But uh, but Panasonic with our PTZs and with our displays, uh, you can make a, 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 a an educator can have a very simple setup with just one of our uh, very uh, lower end PTZ cameras and one of our professional displays uh, to build a much better uh, you know kind of virtual classroom environment to get across their students. You know, it's a really good mm. point too, Rudy. And and traditionally, people think is it can be very complex and. And it doesn't have to be. And, and as Rudy mentioned, you know, we look at whether it's the traditional or not traditional because it's somewhat new term, but the huddle room in the inner spy space or the distance learning. But, you know, it could be as simple as a display in a PTZ and the PTZ doesn't have to have uh, a sophisticated controller. We all of our PTZs as part of it, uh, you can get a standalone hardware controller, but you can also uh, utilize uh, something called a PTZ control center. That is a web face GUI and I can control that remotely as well. Uh, but as well as, as Rudy pointed out, whether the third party um, uh, video conferencing systems, whether they're MS Teams or Skype or, or Zoom, um, they'll all interface with it, but it makes the operation extremely simple um, and it makes the installation simple as well. You've both mentioned uh, education as a market in your examples. Sounds like that's one that Panasonic is, uh, I, you know, I guess targeting with this new technology and really trying to find solutions to meet uh, short-term needs during the pandemic and then uh, match technology to potential future needs. Could you give me a little more insight on why education and educational organizations and institutions and just the basic functions of the classroom are in Panasonic's purview and uh, on your radar for future tech. Yeah, tradition, tra tra traditionally <laughs> Panasonic's been very strong in education. Obviously, we were talking about displays and, and our cameras, our acquisition devices, but also uh, our projection technology as well. So we're very familiar with the education uh, the, especially the higher education uh, space. Um, and quite frankly, that's been one of the ones that's been most affected by this pandemic with, you know, classrooms being shut down and, and, um, and uh, uh, higher education institutions scrambling for ways to reach their students and to keep them engaged. Uh, so it's been kind of a, 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 a call to action uh, that we've been answering for our, you know, our, our education customers that we've been supporting for some time since they've been one of the ones that have been most affected by this current situation. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you've got more to add on to that as well. No, I mean, it's a really good point, uh, Rudy. And, and to be clear, you know, from the camera and acquisition and the Cairo standpoint, it's various markets, whether that's worship, the enterprise broadcast, rental and staging. Um, and, you know, from a pan tilt standpoint, as I mentioned, we're, we're a leader in that market. So you could be watching a reality show and, and they're utilizing PTZs. And, um, but from an education standpoint, Rudy's 100% accurate. I mean, we've always done well in that space. And if you think about not only is it big business, but these are the people that are going to be ultimately, ultimately using the product when they graduate, um, there's an element of uh, consideration there. But the pandemic has absolutely changed 
not just um, thought process and, and purchasing plans, but manufacturing plans. And uh, when we look at, I can't name the schools, but uh, we all know that distance learning has been, an, you know, a dialogue for education for many years. And many schools have adopted it, some uh, less so than others, but all schools are pretty much looking at it very, very heavily right now. And so just in this past past month, there's been schools that in the past they would buy a handful of pan tilts. Now they're buying two 100 to 200 pan tilts to transition almost all their classrooms into distance learning. So it's yes, there's a short-term element of it, but it's also a long-term uh, thought process because we have played heavily in that world and they do graduate onto more markets after that. What are your thoughts on how uh, the education space is changing mid-pandemic and potentially post-pandemic and where Panasonic fits into those changes? And I mean everything from trying to find new ways to engage students, uh, literally managing the digital infrastructure of content curation and um, uh sending out lessons and managing um, technology within the classroom. What are y'all's thoughts? How do you think the pandemic is shaping those dynamics and where does Panasonic fit into that dynamic? All right, I'll address it first. Um, you know, so it's such a moving target, as you probably know, and, and that's not just in the high ed space, but the K-12 space. Um, and uh, for basically a full semester, every school district, every college out there had to adapt and one of the things that we're finding, or at least I'm seeing anecdotally, uh, is each is looking at things differently, but then you have these consortiums that are trying to standardize. But their biggest challenge that they're, they're coming across isn't that they're able to teach remotely, because effectively you can do that very easily with a webcam and your computer. Um, but how can you teach effectively and how can the student glean the, the most out of it? You know, Panasonic, certainly we make the cameras, and we make the displays and we have other tools, head-end tools that will help with that. But very much they're looking at, okay, uh, the schools are looking at, well, am I gonna record this? Am I gonna be doing my, my um, uh, and how am I gonna deliver it if it's recorded? How I'm going to track what the response is and not just from a grading standpoint. And at least for me, it seems very much in the moving target while they're trying to standardize this uh, through the fall coming up in just uh, two months away. Those are great points, Steve. And, you know, the million dollar question is what's going to be the new normal uh, for education. It is, quite frankly, a moving target. Uh, you know, we're hearing in the short term, some schools will be, uh, you know, not opening in the fall, staying remote. Some are going looking to start earlier and, uh, you know, and, and release students earlier and then finish semesters uh, remotely. So it'll kind of be like a kind of a hybrid solution. And that's if everything goes as planned. So I think with the technologies that we're providing, we're, you know, we're be able to, to help them fit into whatever that new normal is, whether it's a completely remote or, or, or somewhat remote or, or, you know, combination of the two. Um, our technologies, I think, are positioned well to help, um, you know, help educators uh, teach effectively, like Steve, not only just to teach, but to teach effectively. Yeah, and just to add on to that too, you know, because a heavy dose of our dialogue isn't uh, um, just about displays and PTZs and KROs, but um, one of the things that we do find schools looking at more closely right now doesn't mean all of them are adopting it, 
but from a distance learning standpoint, they are looking at pan tilts that improves their production quality, improves the communication. Um, but a much greater uh, focus and, and the consideration of auto tracking. Traditionally, when we look at cameras, whether they're handheld or studio or even pan tilts, you know, very much of that is, is uh, through uh, somebody operating a controller. Um, in this case, now more schools are looking at and saying, well, we're remote, uh, but uh, the professor may be wandering around. How can we do that without somebody operating on uh, operating it? So auto tracking is very much being looked at more heavily than it has in the past. Um, and that is part of the drive of the overall market of more intelligent devices. And that was happening somewhat before COVID, but it's certainly amplified during COVID. I want to uh, touch base on a few different market trends before we wrap up. The first one, I want to go back to the display technology. Uh, when you mentioned your SQ1H series uh, launching with increased brightness as one of its core components, where do you see that integrating in practice uh, in some of the spaces we've been talking about today? And why is that a uh, specific uh, niche within your portfolio that needed to be expanded on? Well, I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, the, the as I said at the outset, there's, uh, you know, several applications where, you know, ambient lighting can be a challenge, uh, whether it's a retail shop front or transportation uh, hub or, you know, uh, but uh, it, for the for the shorter term, it looks like, you know, um, you know, quite clear instructions or, or direction is going to be need to be given to uh, folks returning to those environments. Uh, you know, for example, in stores, maybe only a certain amount of people can come in. Uh, so there may be, you know, instructions required in the shop front window to tell folks to to stay put for the time being or, or give a timing or, you know, how much time they probably have to wait. Uh, or even outside any facilities uh, that you know that folks are typically used to waiting in, um, I think the ability to be able to give instructions um, to folks uh, uh, in in those situations where uh, typically a display a normal display wouldn't be adequate, uh, these SQ1Hs will fit into there nicely. And the other thing that they have too is we talked about integrating you know the 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 content into the display on a, on a on an SDM module which you know, can run the content. But uh, the other way you can get content to these screens too is, uh, you know, over a cheap, uh, you know, CAT6 cable. Uh, you know, our, our displays, those SQ1H specifically support uh, digital link, uh, which means that you can have the the source, uh, you know, several hundred feet away, uh, run a single CAT6 uh, cable to the display, which is relatively inexpensive and, and display your content from afar. So, um, easier to operate, easier to view. Um, in those environments, the SQ1H uh, fits nicely. Now, when we look at uh, changes in brand engagement, uh, content advertising, digital out-of-home advertising, uh, a lot of the retail use cases for display technology... Where do you see Panasonic fitting into some of the um, some of the issues or changes happening in those markets because of COVID? Everything from touchscreen technology being um, something that customers are more weary to use, uh, as well as 
potentially just slow returns on investing in display technology if businesses aren't you know at capacity basically uh what are the market shifts that are impacting your technologies there and how do these new technologies that you've mentioned fit into uh those markets well, I think, you know, I think, you know, obviously retail's had one of the toughest times as well, you know, especially large retailers, uh, you know, since, since, you know, no one's been able to go into those facilities. Um, and I, and like I said, I've, I've been talking about short term uh, kind of uh, applications, uh, you know, providing instructions, because I, I think for the time being, um, you know, it's not going to be doors wide open, there'll have to be some instruction required. But as things evolve, as things get closer to a new normal, um, you know, the, the, the flexibility of the displays allows them to not, you know, not only provide instruction, but then you can go back to your, uh, you know, your brand awareness, uh, your, your, your typical uh, signage that you would see in retail uh, advertising brands or, or, or creating revenue uh, for stores by selling uh, uh uh, spots for brands to to put their products on there. So I think it's an evolution. I mean, it's 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 eventually it's going to drift back towards where it's been traditionally. But uh, you know, with the current situation we're in now, um, I think some of that's got to be used towards uh, instruction and and direction, uh, and then move back towards where we were in terms of uh, promoting brands and promoting uh, products uh, via at home signage. And finally, I want to take. Uh, all these technologies and some of your thoughts on uh, changes to remote engagement and remote learning and take it to the workplace. Uh, So this technology, not even just your new tech that you're rolling out, but uh, Panasonic's display technology and just display and remote work technology in general has been supporting learning and collaboration experiences, not just at school, but in offices and corporate workplaces uh, across the globe, really, uh, with solutions that are really trying to enable educators and professionals to more easily stream meetings, share presentations, collaborate on projects. Uh, How do you see workplace dynamics encouraging the need for some of these fresh technologies like Kairos or like your SQ1H series that you are launching? Give us some context there. Um, so in terms of obviously there, there's some of the, you know, the same things that we talked about with uh, education, remote learning are, are, are similar um, to what we see in the corporate space. Um, and it's been a trend in the corporate space, uh, you know, moving from larger conference rooms to smaller huddle spaces, uh, that type of application. Um, I think, you know, the, the, with, uh, with folks coming back to offices to start to work together again are going to be grouping into smaller groups. And, um, you know, we talked about remote. Obviously, that's going to be big. But uh, in order to support those smaller groups, you need to have technology to have them connect to displays or be able to display, uh, like you said before, sim- sim- uh, you know, seamless presentation. And we have a couple of technologies uh, that'll, that'll allow that. One, uh, we talked about SDM previously. We're working with some of our partners uh, to have their wireless presentation software running on our display. So uh, very simply, you bring in your mobile device, you bring in your, your tablet, your own device, regardless of the platform it's on, um, and you connect to the display. Uh, the other more simpler technology we're introducing is our new wireless presentation system called Press It. 
Uh, again, this is very seamless uh, wireless presentation. It consists of a dongle uh, to, your to your displaying device, whether it's a mobile device, a laptop, and a receiver that sits on the display or projector side. And you simply connect it up. There's no software necessary, no software installation necessary. Uh, you basically connect it, push a button, and you're displaying on the screen. So it's very seamless. Uh, there's no need to look for a display remote, no cables to connect, no software to install. Uh, very simple, very easy for uh, small groups to display and work and collaborate together. So uh, we see the need uh, for that, uh, for folks to be able to uh, come in with their own devices, regardless of what it is, uh, regardless of whether they exist on the network, if they're a guest or if they're not a guest on the, on the network infrastructure, and be able to present uh, seamlessly. And I think our displays have done a fantastic job to be able to support those applications with these new products. And if I, you know, I'd just add on to that in that the from a from a, a acquisition meeting space, what we are seeing is when we look at the corporate uh, workspace and particularly large Fortune 100 or 500 companies, traditionally for many years now, when they would have meeting spaces, they would build multiple size venues at their multiple offices. Um, and it could be large venues that have three, 400 people for large group gatherings uh, down to smaller ones for 100 or 50 people. Um, many of the facilities now we're seeing are looking at that and reconsidering that um, because of uh, COVID concerns, considering you know keeping all of these people in, in one small space. And so what they're doing is they're looking at and saying, okay, well, are the remote tools available? And yes, Panasonic has them with our PTZs, with our other cameras, with the Kairos that I mentioned, but also utilizing tools um, like an Unreal Engine that's used in the gaming space for virtual set, virtual sets, and um, uh, virtual meetings, uh, virtual uh, what was it, um, uh, studios. Um, and so, what we we even did it with our our virtual NAB, in that we used uh, our pan tilt that has 3D part of it, used an Unreal Engine, and created a virtual set, and and we were off and running. And so, these corporate uh, accounts, we see them looking at that very heavily now, as opposed to uh, building uh, big conference bases. All right, Steve Milley and Rudy Vitti, that about does it for our conversation today on the podcast. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, this technology that Panasonic is launching uh, from your displays to your switcher-like head-end tech? Any just final thoughts on where you're excited to see it deployed uh, or what you've got coming up in the future? Well, I, I can say it's a, it's an inauspicious time. So many people are, are struggling and hurting and hurting now, um, but there is opportunities that are growing outside of just traditional uh, commercial video. But uh, for us, you know, we're very fortuitous in that we are placed uh, as new technology or new working environments and workflows are coming along due to COVID, uh, and we have the tools associated to them. So uh, it feels good, but it's interesting that to, to watch it evolve because what's effectively happening is we see things popping up that we kind of had a glimmer of, but didn't know we're going to really explode until now. And we, when we look at, for example, uh, outside of some of the markets we're talking about, but traditional broadcast, and when I mean, and not broadcast, but episodic and, and, and uh, cinematic uh, for TV, not only is everybody streaming now, um, but they're looking at different avenues. And that's why Quibi is becoming very, very big in that in the episodic market, where traditionally it wasn't. Um, but now people are at home, they're not going to theaters as much, and they're looking at watching um, content on their devices. 
And so that's things that we're following um, and we're trying to adapt to and our technology is positioned to. So we feel very good about it, uh, but always kind of we're trying to evolve as a company. Yeah, I, I agree, Steve. Um, you know, and it's hard to get excited. It's hard to get excited overall when what's happening, you know, in the world uh, with so, you know, a lot of the tragedy because of this current situation. But you know, from our standpoint, it has accelerated these things. Uh, you know, Steve mentioned that before. Uh, I think these are always directions that you know the 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 markets and the customers that we're talking about were headed this way. It just kind of push things along and sped it up. Uh, but you know, I'm excited that Panasonic's able to. Uh, you know, support our customers and support uh, 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 folks uh, through this time by, you know, being able to supply all these pieces to this, you know, like we talked about the acquisition, the processing, the workflow, uh, all the way through to the display. Uh, so, uh, you know, from that standpoint, I'm, I'm very proud uh, uh, to be part of Panasonic and be able to help folks get through this time. Well, we appreciate having you both on and giving the insights. Again, we've been chatting with Steve Milley, National Sales Manager, and Rudy Vitti, Group Manager for Product Marketing, both at Panasonic USA. Thanks for breaking down the fresh technology that Panasonic just showed off at Infocom Connected. If folks want to find out more about this technology and potentially source it themselves, where can they go online to learn more? You can certainly go to uh, just Panasonic North America, um, and that is for all Panasonic North America, but then once you're in there, you can... Uh, search under audiovisual solutions um, and then really drill down uh, deeply there. Perfect. Thanks again, y'all. I really appreciate the insights. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Market Scale Technology Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit that button and make sure that you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you're listening to your podcast content as well. On top of that, make sure you're heading to marketscale.com slash industries to find a variety of different articles, podcasts, and video content from all of our different industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.